Welcome to the Other F Word Podcast with Morgan, Sarah, and Melissa, where we talk about that dreaded word, failure. Join us as we explore the messy, tragic, funny, and inspiring stories that make us human. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Other F Word Podcast. We are here. We got her via Skype. We can see her. She can't see us. Um, <laughs> but we've got Eliza Rubin, who is a podcaster. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. And she has an awesome podcast called Eliza Starting at 16. And, uh, you know, even though it's a failure podcast... <laughs> she, she's she a success. successful younger person which even makes it like ah no it hurts uh, even more <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us we really appreciate it thank you oh my goodness anytime you were telling us before we uh officially started that you're feeling a little overwhelmed by finishing high school and moving on to college oh yeah a little bit i um well i've been at the same school for 13 years which i didn't realize was so rare but yeah, um, it's really kind of created like a very strong sense of identity that I didn't really realize I had when I was there. But um, now that I'm out of it, my friends and I all kind of feel a little, um, I don't know, we, our strings are gone. It's really yeah, bizarre. And yeah. We're all kind of moving in different directions. It's just yeah. like, uh, it's I don't know, it's kind of sad like all the time at random times we all kind of get sad and are right. like oh my god this is actually happening it was supposed to happen for years and years and we built our way up to it for the longest time and now it's actually here and we don't really know how to kind of function right but how great that you guys are talking about it because i think sometimes that loss happens afterwards and you're yeah kind of alone in it so that you and your friends are feeling it together is actually a good thing i know and well a lot of my friends um came in freshman or yeah came in freshman year so it's interesting to like have a bunch of different kind of feelings toward your school I don't know if they feel as strongly about the school as like an institution as we do but it's definitely the feeling of like I don't know maybe because they've already experienced leaving a place where they had been before they're more able to handle it but we're definitely not I'm not prepared for um I don't know any of that like loss of routine or yeah it's well, weird it's, it's yeah. going to be a change of routine though isn't it i mean once you i think there's just going to be that period of adjustment and i'm probably one of the harder things as well i imagine because i know this is true for me is the anticipation and the not knowing right being in yes. that in-between phase because once you get to harvard and you get your your whole setup uh you know sorted and you're you're in your routine it'll probably be, get easier you'll have different challenges but it's that in-between phase that's so hard yeah, and yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get into any good schools. You know, you yeah, can try. Again, you can try to failure, transfer failure some way again. if you want to. You know, I know. There's yeah, another I'll, year. I'll keep my options open. <laughs> keep your options open. <laughs> I was going to say, do your friends listen to your podcast? Do they um, contribute? How do, How does it work for you as a teenager doing a podcast about teenagers? It's funny. They actually like sometimes they'll listen, but I don't know that they've listened until they mention something that I've said which is kind of a freaky feeling. And I've had teachers who have been like, oh, I tried to listen, and then it was just too weird for me to have you in class and also listen to it. <laughs> but um, it's, I don't know, sometimes I just hear what we talk about, and I just, it's not like an instant thing. Like, I'm like, oh, I've got to say this next time I record. It's just kind of things that you mull over, or sometimes I'll say it out loud to my mom, and she's like, podcast, podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, it's just little things like, the way that, um, like, often I'll think about marketing toward teenagers and how I find that really frustrating sometimes. And um, I'll talk about that with my friends. And then 
realize that that's something that I don't know if everyone talks about or if everyone's like necessarily aware that, um, I don't know that teenagers are like perceptive of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then on it goes, I have a little like notes thing on my phone that I just keep writing down all the time. And so what have you found to be the biggest struggles that teenagers experience? Um, definitely feeling like what you're doing right now has any value is a big one because Mm. a lot of the time it feels like everything we're doing is kind of leading towards something bigger. Um, I mean, generally that thing is college and it's kind of hard to feel like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm doing it to lead up to something else, but what I'm doing right now, there's a reason. Like I'm not doing essays just for the sake of getting a good grade for the sake of going to college. Like I actually have to pay attention and not just, I mean, in terms of self-worth, there's a lot of being competitive and trying to make yourself feel better by, thinking that like, oh, well, everyone got that bad grade. And I don't know, it's just really easy to kind of objectify yourself via like numbers or a lot of different things. If you're a girl, often that's appearance, because that's like how we're trained to think about it. So I would say, I would say feeling like you're an actual person, even if you're not an adult, in Mm, general, feeling like you're not just because you're not up there yet and you're not graduated yet it doesn't mean that that your thoughts aren't worthwhile and just because like adults theoretically like to say all the time like when you're older you'll understand why you're wrong right a lot of people don't 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 let that um get you down well it clearly you didn't because you're doing a podcast and sharing (laughs) your ideas and that was one thing that really struck us that you didn't wait to become an adult to start your podcast. You did it at 16 and did it successfully. And, um, which is so fantastic. It was kind of weird. I mean, part of it is almost just a diary. I've tried writing actual diaries and it just didn't work out at all. So I kind of figured like, even if nobody else was going to be down to listen to it, I might as well just preserve my own thoughts for the future, which is something I would also recommend. Cause like talking to people, even who've only recently graduated, like it's hard to remember all your thoughts and feelings from before. So I would also say, keep that in mind. Right. That's great. Absolutely. When did you start feeling the pressures that you were describing? At what point do you remember how old you were? Um, it depends on the kind of pressures. I mean, I would say physical, like physical pressures about like trying to compare yourself to other people because you're a girl really early like seventh oh. grade. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Right around af- just after puberty, I guess. Yeah. It's not earlier. Cause I mean, I go not to earlier. a school where, um, there are a ton of bar and bat mitzvahs. So a lot of opportunities for like dressing up and kind of pretending to be adults. Right. Ugh. So right. Yeah, that's a, a good way to put it. It's a lot of that, um, at a starting at like 13, if not younger and like Halloween costumes and all that. But, um, in terms of grade pressure, Definitely freshman year is right. the, the minute it starts. Like, you're really surrounded by people who care a lot. And there's a kind of feeling where you're like, oh, my God, if I don't care enough about this, then something's wrong with me. Even though I know I'm a freshman, even though I know this isn't going to really affect me in any real way in terms of the college process, there's still the feeling of, like, not really being able to just chill and enjoy what you're doing right, right now. Without. Right. I think that's a great point too, because I think there's a lot of things that we know intellectually, like we, we shouldn't worry about them or, but 
that doesn't like our nervous system, even though our mind knows that our nervous system still yeah. well, reacts to them. There, you know? there are some very real pressures that I think exist around you, like, you know, societal pressures and the, the educational realities, those pressures that, you know, if you don't get good grades, you don't get into a certain school. Yeah. So, I mean, as much as you may tell yourself to ignore them, I can completely understand how that's that's hard to do. But um, just just to clarify, by the way, for our listeners, freshman year, you are uh, going into ninth grade, which is what, like 16, 15, 15, well, uh, 14. Yeah, you start off 14. <laughs> You'll hit the age eventually. My daughter's coming. Actually, my out. daughter's there. I don't know why. So I just haven't caught up with it. You're 14. You start off 14, and you, yeah, you turn 15. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, even adults, I mean, I've at least I've had teachers who say things like, you know, a college is just an institution. Like, they don't love you. It's just a place. Like, everyone your age freaks out too much about this, but it really doesn't matter, and you guys all need to stop. But that's so much easier said than done, especially, I mean, like... Yeah, and I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like for our generation, you know, like, my life wasn't that different from my parents on some level, but I feel like uh, my kids are growing up and in kind of a different world with social media. I just feel like there's a lot more pressure. I mean, I definitely felt pressure. I felt a lot of the things that you're feeling, but I feel like with social media, everything's just kind of amplified the pressure on kids. Totally. You know, there's a whole... Yes. Uh, yeah. Everything wasn't so out there, and yeah, you know, it's there's, so there's public. definitely there's, a more pressure. Yeah, just more and, pressure on you. I mean, you've grown up in that environment, right? So I wonder how much perspective you have on all that. What, how do you feel like you can see how that's a factor in all this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a lot of there's a lot of just unspoken stuff that you almost just like I was saying before, like I almost don't realize that it's unusual until I'll say something to like my mom who will be like, Oh, that's, I had no idea about any of that. Can you give an example? I don't like, um, it's so mine, but like the wording of if you're going to post where you got into college or even the wording of it, how you phrase it, when you say you're going to do it, wow. when do you post it? Yeah, just kind of little, because so you don't want to seem like a jerk, but you right. want people to know, but you don't, you know, yeah. and like little, Gosh. just kind of, yeah, and it's just a lot of balls in the air at one time, I would say, like knowing all the different things that you have to check and the different degrees of like intimacy with people online. Like, right. am I going to comment on your thing? If I do, what's the wording? If you respond wow. to that, do I respond to that response? So much pressure. Uh, so much pressure. <laughs> how do, how do you handle that pressure? I, well, I kind of tend to, on the one hand, it's interesting. I mean, we'll talk about it in class sometimes. Cause I took a social psychology class this year and we talked about that. And it's kind of funny because I don't really notice it in a way. Like, it's not something that we really notice ourselves thinking about. And when we right. do, it just seems like not a big deal because we're just, it's what you, right. it. right. it's what you know. Yes. Well, it's it also, out. also they've grown up with it. Like I said, yeah. they're, yeah. you know, that's why I asked if you had perspective on it because when you've grown up with it, you don't know any different. So yeah. it's, it's how you've always done things, I guess. There are also different degrees of how much you care about it. I mean, I, sure. I get really overwhelmed and stressed out with all that stuff. So I've kind of always taken a back seat. I'm more of like a lurker on Facebook than like mm-hmm. a liker and a commenter and a poster. Cause I just like it, I get overwhelmed by all the things that I have to do, but I do think it actually plays a pretty big role in people's lives. Like trying to figure out when you're going to, when am I going to post this and how many people are going to see it? And I wouldn't say that it's necessarily, I wouldn't be, I don't know if it's connected necessarily, but there's definitely an aspect of it that's like I need the validation that right it's hard to get 
I don't know, that you're trying to get from school and from all of the different things that are asked of us all the time, it's easy to see, I think, why we're so often, like, searching for ways to get that online. Or Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. a great, it's a great word you bring up, validation, because that is what adolescents are looking for, is validation outside of their families, validation about identity and, and connection. And so that's where it's so tricky with social media, because it becomes this, um, you know, Barometer. popularity contest yeah. and barometer of like how well liked I am, um, who commented, who liked it, the, the pressure, or who was left out, who was left out of the party. Right, right. As well as, I mean, I'm thinking, so here you are super successful as a student and um, clearly as a human being because you're being so thoughtful and engaged about all these issues. Yeah. And yet you can be a failure online. Um, so, you know, in social media, you can completely, I guess, mess up on social media, not even mean to, not even know it. And, and suddenly, you know, you've quote unquote failed. That's, that's Which, exhausting. <laughs> it is. And even, I mean, personally, my school, we don't get to pick our roommates. But at a lot of my friends' schools, you go on Facebook and you scroll through and you try to pick people to ask them to room with you. Like dating. dating. Just, in college? Yeah. yeah, it adds another degree of I didn't really know about it until recently. But yeah, you can like look through Facebook groups. Oh, yeah, no and, idea. It, and their oh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's like dating. I know. Yeah, it's this exactly is crazy dating. new world. Like, we live oh, in. They look pretty. They look cool. cool. They look yeah. Funny. Which is kind of funny because it's a different. I, I mean, it's a like school surveys that ask you about rooming ask things like when do you wake up and how nice right. do you like to keep your girl. But if you pick this person online there's just a whole other degree of how are you going to come off and are they really this cool in real life because you know you've met people who seem cool online and then offline they're not so Jeez. i don't know it just yeah it adds just a whole other degree of not really knowing how you present yourself and making sure that that's acceptable to someone and going to benefit you in the long run it's so much pressure and it's different than how it was when we grew up and yeah. again you guys don't even know that because it's the norm for you. Yeah. Um, how would you say has the podcast helped you process some of this stuff? Definitely just saying things out loud. Um, things that it's kind of like, I don't know, just sometimes it's easy to think about things and not realize that you're thinking about them. And I'm definitely a person who gets caught up in my like spirals of stress and analyzing things and like really kind of wigs myself out. Right. You so get into your head. A hundred percent, very much to a fault. And I would say it's really helped me just kind of process and being able to categorize things, but also like interacting with other people who are my age, um, saying like, this is something I worry about. I'm so glad you worry about it too. Right. Yeah. And ultimately, even people who are older than I am saying like, I get it. Like I was there a year or two ago and now you're here and it's, it's going to be fine. And just like getting a kind of perspective because it's not just people my age who feel things that I feel it's people who are I don't know I feel like there are different versions of things even if you're not experiencing exactly what I'm experiencing now there's always Absol some form of that absolutely that's absolutely helpful. which is why we we called you on the podcast because yeah. <laughs> and it's great and, and I mean we get the same thing out of doing the podcast here we learn a lot just talking to each other we learn so I think it's so anytime you do something creative like that there's some learning and some I don't know, having to develop your thoughts and put them out lets you kind of separate yourself from them in a healthy way, I think. Well, also, I would say, sorry to interrupt you, Eliza, I keep talking over you. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I was also thinking um, 
how it opens up the conversation. I mean, you talking about this stuff is exactly the same as you were talking about how, you know, when you say something, somebody will relate to it and and how validating that can be, or how uh, helpful it can be because you realize you're not alone. That's what happens for us all the time and why we felt like this podcast was so important. Talking about failure is one of those things that nobody wants to talk about. And when you start to open up and have these conversations, so many people come out of the woodwork and I'm like, yeah, I'm, oh my God, me too. You feel that? It's not just me. We've had so many people comment and, and express that. So I can totally see how that might be the case for you and your podcast, especially with your age group where nobody wants to reveal any crack right, in the armor. Right. I mean, it's particularly... Um, I guess it heightened at your at your age and stage of life. For sure, it's like I mean, failure is really really connected for sure to being a teenager. Um, just in terms of like always that lingering fear because also like we haven't had that many experiences just in our lives. Like I've lived for eighteen years and like only a few of them could I even talk basically. So <laughs> I. Uh, I I don't know. I I just like there's not necessarily that reassurance that things are going to turn out fine, even if you do fail. Right. So I feel like particularly that's definitely a way in which, you know, when you're going down a path that you've never gone down before, I'm trying to have experiences I've never had. And failure seems like a much bigger problem when you've when you're experiencing failure in each kind of category for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Much more daunting. And it's funny because I always, I think I've said this on the the podcast before, but it's like, and ironically like school and like growing up should be like, you're literally at school because you're learning. So failing should be such a part of like growing up because you don't know. So it's like, I wish, I wish as a society we embrace that more instead of like, you know, labeling that kid as like, Hey, there's, you know. no. And we get, I think we get a lot of unnecessary blame, I would say, for, I mean, a big part of why I started the podcast in the first place is because I felt like we get a lot of blame for things that we don't deserve. That sounds so, like, bitter, but I just feel, <laughs> I just, I mean, it feels like there's a real tendency to be like, ah, kids these days, like, right. you know, stressing out over stuff that isn't a big deal or kids these days like creating unnecessary problems for themselves. But I think there's definitely, I mean, I've been impressed at least with people that I know with our ability to kind of share and talk about things that they're feeling and like openness with people and saying like, this is something I'm upset about and, and being able to share it and kind of going through failure, like kind of holding hands. Um, because it does, it feels like it's set up, it is that's such a good point that like I don't really we don't really talk about that much is like yeah the whole point is that you're supposed to be getting better and like progressing not that you're supposed to start off at the top and stay at the top exactly yeah. most of my points are really good most of them are really <laughs> most solid. of them. Morgan never fails never <laughs> never yeah I'm talking about you guys yes so right yeah. <laughs> hypothetically right, right. and I, I'm curious Eliza coming from a family where your mom is Gretchen Rubin she is. A writer and has a very successful podcast um, with her sister. Um, what is it like growing up in a family um, with such success? Do you guys and about talk a specific about? subject, happiness? You know, that yeah, no happy. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, it's funny. It's something that I don't really think about. I mean, my mom is just so. I don't even know how she's like so energetic. In like the most insane. I mean, I'm currently sitting at her computer, and there are three monitors because she does so much all the time. She's got to have three computer screens. Um, it's just 
like she's kind of a fireball, but she doesn't try to push any of that onto me. She's very much like allows me to be to do what I want to do and doesn't make me like multitask all the time. And my dad is calmer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my dad is more like, okay, let's just let's just sit and think about this. So I would say um, it's really nice. It's really nice having a mom who's always trying to learn. She's always mm. reading like 12 books a week. Like literally, if you look at her Instagram, she posts a photo of the books she's read a week and it's like stacks and stacks. And that's how she's wired. Um, and it's right? just really nice to have a mom. I know she's, it's, it's insane. I don't know how she does it, but it's really nice to have a mom who's kind of going through the process with me, not the same process, but the process of learning and trying to grow and trying to like understand what's out there at the same time as I'm trying to understand what's out there, obviously in a really different way, but, and, and she's really in that she's always willing to hear what I have to say because she is just like, so always searching for knowledge. Um, which is something, I don't know, as you asked me that, I'd never really thought about it before, but it is so true that, like, I don't know, it's just, it feels really nice to always be trying to make myself better with someone whose kind of life's work is making herself better. And That's yet, awesome. you don't feel the pressure to be like her. You're wired differently. No, I don't at all. I'm much more like my dad, and mm -hmm. I don't, I, she, even though she studies happiness and her thing is happiness, there's no pressure that's like, if you're not happy, we're kicking you out of the house. It's like very, <laughs> in a way, because I think she does understand that kind of feeling and because she's trying to find the complexities of it, she's more interested and willing to listen to the parts of things that aren't always so happy because she sees the differences so well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's, uh, you know, happiness is such a, I love the topic. And I think like Melissa's saying too, I mean, your mom probably, you know, realizes that part of happiness is, uh, you know, yeah, being who you are in, in your nature and, and whatever yeah, you're interested sure. in. And right. That's following. one of her you things know. is yeah. Gretchen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And what about your, your younger sister? Um, yeah. How is she wired and how is the dynamic in your family with, you know, the four of you? Is she she's, more like your mother? Yeah. Yes. Yes, she is. She's kind of an old woman in a lot of ways. <laughs> how old is she? <laughs> she's 12. <laughs> and she's full on, like, she was writing novels when she was younger. She's got, like, a little desk set up with, like, Eleanor Rubin, writer, like, a name plaque. She's <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. Like, she's, I could go on for, like, actual hours about how... <laughs> She's such an adult in a child's body. She calls me darling, and she has a fish named Esther. I mean, really <laughs> this is the best thing oh, ever. my God. She's a character. She's amazing. Um, but she's much more like my mom in terms of her kind of always working, always. I mean, I'm always working, but our ways of approaching it are different. She's very, like, kind of, like, I want to get this right, and I want to get this perfect in school, and always trying to fix things and, like, sort out what's going on. Even when she was in preschool, she would try to, like, break up arguments and, like, sort them out like a lawyer. So she's kind of more down that route, down the, like, energetic Gretchen route, and I'm much more like my dad's kind of, like, okay, let's all just, like, sit and look at it, which isn't to say that I don't freak out all the time. I just freak out differently yep. um, than they do. They get kind of overwhelmed by like all the things that they have to do in a way, not overwhelmed, but they just always have to do a lot of things. And I kind of get overwhelmed by like the implications of all those things. Right. And, <laughs> and we, we talk about that all the time is really taking a moment to know yourself and know how you came into the, this world in terms of how your brain's wired, yeah, how your sure. mind 
thinks and not trying to squeeze yourself into somebody else's box, but to know your own box and understand yourself in that way. And it's really hard in a family when you have parents or siblings that do it very clearly one way and think that maybe that's the way. And it sounds like you're, you have a really healthy idea that, you know, this is who you are. You, it's nice that your dad is similar. So it maybe it yeah. makes sense too. Yeah. I know. I now my now that. my image of high school is just that thirteen reasons why thing I oh just saw. So now I think about that, and I'm like, just scared yeah. out of my mind all well, the time. You did a whole thing. You did that. a few podcasts, didn't you? And cannot stand that show. Can you tell us why? I just feel, I just feel like it. Just first of all, there was recently that copycat suicide. Hmm. Which I told my wife we were watching that. that. I was like, some kids, exact. it's like, because everyone's <laughs> so talking impressionable. about the girl. I yeah. was just like, oh. It's just, I just don't think, first of all, apparently they were told a lot of different ways that they should have handled that, and they did none of them, like by mental health oh, professionals. God. And I just don't think, it, there are a lot of memes about it that like make light of it. And I know they're not making light of suicide necessarily, but they're saying like, when your friend doesn't buy you that coffee, and it's like, here's your tape. I just... It's just something so serious, and I just don't feel like there's a really great explanation um, to dramatizing and, like, romanticizing and making it a story that we... It's just real. Like, that's a real thing that happens, you know? And especially a teenage girl. It just feels... It just feels really, like, inappropriate to me, and they don't... They're... The concept that just because something is graphic means that it's, like, helpful somehow isn't, isn't... Mm-hmm. It just feels mm-hmm. like they didn't really follow the guidelines. And Can I we explain know. to our listeners what 13 Reasons Why is, though? Because I'm not sure everybody knows. Do you want to explain um, it? Who, whoever can do it. <laughs> uh, it's a, a Netflix series. Oh, it started, uh, it was originally a book. A book yeah. right? Yeah. And it's yeah. about a girl who is talking, uh, I guess, well, Eliza, I haven't seen 13 it, so. Reasons Why she, gives, she Killed Herself. But it's also, she yeah. gives tapes to people to after the fact. People. So yeah. you hear her story after the fact, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you're the reason. Here's what you did to me that made me kill myself. Here's your tape. Wow, which is so interesting because again, when we talk about failure, and we actually had a guy on who had a failed suicide attempt, oh and God. yeah, and he he was amazing, Mark Brown. Um, people should check him out if they haven't. But you know what we talk about in terms of failure is not blaming other people for your failure, but taking the opportunity to look at yourself and why did something fail, whether it's a suicide, a business venture, a relationship, an experience, you know, so 13 reasons why takes it to a whole other level. Right. Yeah. Uh, Continue. Where yeah. So we? I think there was definitely some of that in that book where, yeah, there wasn't a, a lot of introspection and it was just, it was just interesting. Like I found it fascinating, but at the end I felt like, Oh, like the last couple of episodes. Cause well, I, I think, just, um, well, cause I just worry about like if a kid's feeling not communicate, like people aren't hearing them, then all of a sudden all these kids lives are about like it. I just worried about that. Well, you know, well, like now, kids, all these kids are talking kids about are it. So highly like, suggestible, yeah. you know? And so to think that, Oh, suicide's an option if you're mad at somebody and and I, I agree with you Eliza that it's such a it's there's nothing light about it mm-hmm. and kids it's it's actually an opportunity you know through these conversations or your podcast to help parents and kids talk true. about true. that suicide let's not make that an option that if you're mad yeah. at somebody if you have 13 reasons why you want to kill yourself then tell a grown up tell a grown up notion yeah no continue 
tell a grown up that I have 13 reasons why I want to kill myself, but let's not do it. And let's get you help. Let's um, talk about it and figure out how to get to the root of the problem. And this is a super simplistic this is yes. way too simplistic what I'm going to say for this answer, but it, but it actually has helped me. I thought about it a couple of times since I was having a conversation with a couple of people and somebody was going through a really hard time. And one of the things the person said that has helped them is they were like, I just tell myself all the time, this is temporary, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the bad stuff and the good stuff. Absolutely. Like this is, this is temporary. Like, and I found myself telling yes. myself, like I get stressed out about something. I'm just like. It's temporary. Right. Like it's yeah. not, a, it's very simplistic, right. but it does. But it's not. It is temporary. It's, it's like, a mind shift. And I yeah. say that all the time in my practice when people are in a lot of pain, like this is temporary. You will move through this. Yeah. This yeah. won't always last so long. Mm-hmm. So is adolescence, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the notion on that show, just that things that it's so simple like that, like, oh, you know, certain people have done one bad thing to you and it's just suicide is so much more complicated right. than, yes. than that. That's and right. So right. framing it as if it's just kind of a list and once you hit a list, right. you know, that's right. long enough, then I guess it's time or something. I right. just, I can't, right. I can't handle that. Yeah, it right. just right. the deeper it. emotional kind of issues that, oh, that yeah. under, yeah, underwhelmed that. It was, yeah, it was very much, yes. a, these people hurt me. Da, 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 yeah, da, very, da, that was a very simplified representation of a very complex issue. And that's what teenagers hopefully we'll hear from you and from us and other people talking about it, which is it's, it's complex and um, life is complex. (laughs) Right. And talking about it, you know, that you're talking about teenage experiences. We're talking about certainly our teenage experiences and our adult experiences. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, this is the crazy thing that um, is that, you know, so much of what you talk about, I, I think I said this earlier, I guess, and this is, that we, you know, grownups feel the same way, a lot of the same stuff. There are some overarching themes uh, that really um, exist between, you know, what we go through as adults and what, you know, teenagers are going through. I mean, obviously, very different life stages, but there are, you know, definitely experiences and emotions that, you know, we can all relate to. And I think um, I love that you're talking about these things, and that you're starting that, because I think as a teenager, people your age are that much more likely to listen and take it seriously because, you know, from our perspective or from my perspective as an adult, I also feel like I'm not taken seriously. I mean, as much as you may feel like adults don't take you seriously, like you're too young, you'll understand when you're older. I also feel like teenagers are like, well, what do you know about my experience? You're an old person. You know what I mean? And I want to be able to connect with them because in so many ways I may be in an old person's body, but I feel, I really understand and feel, you know, a lot of the same types of emotions and can relate. And so I, um, I'm glad that you're a hope. Well, I hope that you're reaching those people um, because it's so important and can have such a positive impact. Thank you. I, um, we were talking about kind of the same feelings in my English class once and a woman who was just happening to sit in kind of said what it seems like you're saying, which is that like, you're not, there's not some like change when you're growing up. You're still like, no matter even if you're an adult, you're still the teenager. It's like so true. That's yeah. still the person in there in you. You're yeah. just like yeah. you've had more experiences, exactly. but it's not like exactly change bodies or minds or anything. No, it's so true. It's a weird thing. I almost said that as Sarah was saying that I was like, you still feel the same. <laughs> Your yeah. body ages, yeah. and you get different responsibilities, you know, in different situations, but you still feel the same inside. It's so right. weird. We it's just so have the thing. beauty of of hindsight. We can, right, and and our brain yeah. is fully developed, but. <laughs> 
but other than that, the emotions are still there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Not we're not so sure. We'd like a more undeveloped brain to give it opportunities yeah. to grow. You know what I was thinking too is how lucky uh, the person who's going to be your roommate is. Uh, you know, because you're so yeah. there. I, was, I wish it was my daughter. There's only two problems. My daughter's two and a half. And with my genes, there's no chance she's getting into Harvard. So we're over oh, two. But, you know, I think bringing up Harvard, you know, I imagine people might look at you and think, oh, you, you yeah. know, you're going to Harvard. What kind of failure yeah, do what you, do you know about failure? What do you know about failure? <laughs> and maybe you could speak a little bit to that before we uh, wrap up. What do I know about failure? Um, it's so hard to think about as a question because I feel like, A, you sometimes gloss over your failures, and B, there are so many that it's even hard to count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've, I've, um, I've had to say I really feel like this is a failure, and my mom said, like, that happens to everyone. Um, and then I've also had vice versa where I've been like I think I did a fine job and other people have had to be like you really did not (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, yeah but I would say definitely um I mean I've been a person who in high school has had several boyfriends which all failed (laughs) basically and I would say when I think about failures on my part that's the first thing that comes to mind just because you know obviously the thing that comes after that is heartbreak and heartbreak is like the ultimate reminder of a failure. I was going Um, to say, I was going to ask you if you see heartbreak in adolescence as a failure, because I sure did. I, I, I see it definitely on my own part as a failure. Whenever I look back, I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? And how did I fail at this? And what did I not do enough of to keep this going and to keep them wanting to be with me? Yeah. Um, I mean, on my own, just speaking personally, I'm the kind of person who's, I've never like broken up with someone. I'm basically, I'm the kind of person who's like problematically is like, it's fine. Like we can just keep going. (laughs) So desperate to avoid the heartbreak at all that I'm not going to end it myself. Um, And I think that's a failure is just the wanting to keep going and then blaming myself in the end because I couldn't keep it up. Um, I mean, definitely there's more to come and I don't see the heartbreak on its own as a failure. Um, I think a lot of it is how you handle it and the way I've handled it hasn't always been the right way. Um, and the way that I've gotten to that point hasn't always been the right way. I don't think. I don't so, think anybody guess, does that the, the exact perfect no, way when you're going through that. It's tough. Yeah. Oh God. But, but it's such a great point about, you know, you could have so much success in so many parts of your life and yet when it comes to matters of the heart that are so important, it can feel like such a failure. I would even, I mean, I would even argue that my always trying to have a matter of the heart at all is a failure. (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm very, very nervous about like, or I have been in the past been very nervous about like trying to handle high school, I suppose, without like a boyfriend because my sophomore year for some of my freshman year and my sophomore year, and then a lot of my junior year, I was like not alone in that. And so I would definitely say a failure on my part is learning how to not learning rather kind of how to go through things by myself without having a guy there to kind of go through it with me. Cause that's, I don't feel like I don't want to be a person who needs that. And mm. so I think I should have trained myself better to be able to do that. Not from like a young age. 
Well, you are you just brought up something that I think so many people struggle with, whether you're, it's in your teen years or adult years, yeah, is yeah. how to connect and, and yet not need it and yeah, um, be sure. be independent and yet be close. It's it's a constant struggle, you know, and you're so wise at such a young yeah, age. You really are. <laughs> what would you, you say? What would you say if you, um, you know, were talking to your little sister or I guess anybody else who was listening um, about you know, the upsides of failure and and the importance of failure, I guess. I would say, what would I say? I would say that on a very simple level, you'll get over it and it's not going to like cause you lasting damage. I would say not to shy away from it because often avoiding stuff, which is something I tend to do, avoiding stuff like avoiding failure is only going to lead to something worse Mm. And that failure isn't the worst option. Mm. Um, Good one. Which is something I've had to learn for sure. Is that it's not that there are different types of failure and avoiding something that leads to a worse, like kind of end result, isn't is a bigger failure than just sh- owning up to what you've done wrong. Um, which is a hard. It's a hard lesson to learn. That's to, a hard like, lesson. I'm going to show up to my mistake and I'm just going to face it head on instead of running away from it, which is like the hardest thing. But I would say that's the biggest thing I've learned in high school is just facing things Um, because it's so easy to convince yourself like, you know what, I can fix it if I just keep on pushing through and like I pretend that nothing's going wrong, then nothing will have gone wrong. But often that's not the truth. And just like looking at it and asking for help and not trying to handle things on your own just because you made the mistake and trusting that like if someone cares about you, you're not a burden and it's not a burden for them to help you. I would say great. That's yeah, Yeah. really insightful. Gosh, well, you are 18 going on, you know. 38. 48. 48. Yeah. <laughs> I might call yeah. you for some advice oh, no. down the road. <laughs> right? There's so many. I literally just wrote down one of the things. She's, failure yeah, isn't some... the worst option. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. We're going to quote. We're going to hashtag you we're if you don't mind. You're great. And where do you want people talking. to find you? Where's the best place for uh, people to find you? I have a web. I have a website, which is Eliza starting at 16. You can just Google it and then you'll find it. Um, and I also have an Instagram, which I like a lot. Okay. Eliza starting. Awesome. And, and we will definitely post links yeah. to those, both of those as well. And your podcast. Which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. You're so impressive. It, it, uh, keep wow. up, Thank keep up so that fabulous failing. You are just a yeah. huge success at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, really amazing great stuff. attitude. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. Really super Thank appreciate you. it. Well, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Other F Word Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast and visit us online at theotherfwordpodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'd love to hear your stories of struggle with failure. You can contact us at info at theotherfwordpodcast.com. See you next time.